0: Welcome to Today in Space. I'm your host, Greco. Uh, Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, Apologies that it is late. I know I'm releasing on a Tuesday. Not much more I can do about that. I'm fighting nasal stuff, which makes my voice sound like crap over the the mic. Um, The snow. Oh, oh, the snow. Oh, I hate you. Uh, I was trying to be cool and not make it a big deal, but it is, it's a pain in my ass. Uh, The worst part is we had the blizzard last week, and then we just got another foot to two feet on top of all that bullshit. So, uh, that's been my life for the last week. Um, Two weeks, really, I guess, if if, uh, the last episode you're listening to was um, the one where we talked about the blizzard of 15. Uh, and the Blizzard of 78, uh, so the assistant had some stuff, uh, this is definitely, it's not the Blizzard of 78, but it is a pain, um, like I said, <laughs> re-injured myself shoveling, because I don't have a uh, snow plow, but that is life in the northeast, I uh, hope you all were safe, and, uh, and warm, uh, let's, uh, Let's, let's get into it today. What, what do I have to get off my chest? Uh, well, uh, I probably recorded a good two hours, and only an hour and a half? No, I'm sorry. An hour and a half of it was crap. Uh, I learned the quick lesson between venting and an actual rant, um, but uh, not going <laughs> to show you guys uh, that audio. It's gone. Uh, it was crap. So, um just uh sitting i'm just bored as hell i'm bored as hell i mean i'm I, I got stuff to do it's not like i'm not doing anything uh just between classes being canceled and uh being stuck inside for the most part um uh, it is a boring boring week but that's why uh i did a little bit of mixing again we're doing a lightning round today uh had a lot of uh good good feedback uh you know great but good feedback uh, so I'm trying out some new stuff. I did get a um, a 25-key uh, MIDI keyboard. So I will be actually doing some, um, I guess, original music because uh, I've just been using loops. Uh, so this will probably be the last one where I use loops. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. and It'll be a little bit here. It'll be a little bit uh, further into the episode, uh, a little bit more. What else? Uh, classes are going good uh, but I haven't had any, uh, it's a kind of a pain in the ass, um, you know, as a kid, you love the fact that you had a snow day, when you're in college, it is not that good, because the professors either have to shorten the material, and, you know, or shove all the material you're supposed to get, and then it either gets harder or easier, in my experience, it's usually harder, So that's what I'm dealing with. Uh, And on top of that, a nasal thing, of course. Uh, So sorry if I sound a little off uh, this week. What else? What else? What else? The Pats won. Congratulations. Not too much more to say about that. Um, What else? Uh, Oh, uh, a new budget. uh, Literally today, uh, February 3rd, uh, was released 185 billion let me look that up real quick so I'm not just talking out of my ass Uh, it it, either way uh, it seems really good to start off just the fact that it's even being discussed is fantastic so um, we will see where that goes we will see where that goes I'm excited I just happy it's being seen as something that's important I know it is if you're listening to the show you know it is but uh, we we will see so come on now, where is it? Nothing, nothing. All right, well, at the end of the episode, I'll give you the real number and look that up. But uh, what what else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, uh, if you checked out the website uh, in the last week or so uh, at todayinspace.net, um, there's new backgrounds. And that is from a new piece uh, that I worked on called, uh, This Image is Not to Scale. Um, basically very simply uh it's just a whole bunch of stuff that you know we've been talking about on the show um a lot of missions that are really just going on um between the falcon 9 the orion with the uh, delta heavy uh, delta 4 heavy mars uh comet 67p saturn um voyager and, and 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 some others uh so see if you can figure out which one is which. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's free to download. You guys can go to the website. I'm pretty sure you can just right-click and um, and download it. Uh, if you do use it, uh, you know, if you use it as a background, don't worry about it. Like I said, it's free. If you do use it online, if you have a website or something like that or or anything like that, put uh, if you could, it would be really nice since it is free. Uh, just put the image credit that shows up on the website, you know, just to... Show people who that, that I did it first of all, <laughs> and that uh, maybe if they if they like it, they can check it out. So that's on the website, uh, on the media tab. So there's a new tab. We'll be doing photos and and videos eventually, uh, but that's down the road. Uh, once the uh, the 3D printing project gets to the point where I can actually start taking videos of it, uh, I'm gonna be releasing a video of kind of the whole process of building it. And then kind of the first print, stuff like that. So I'll be showing you guys that on that same page, media. So that's what all that stuff will be. Um, what else? What else? Um, I think that's about it, guys. I, if you can't tell, I, I'm just a little distraught. Uh, haven't been sleeping well. Uh, the nose thing's a pain. And the snow, really, just... Uh, it. It's definitely... Just just the, the sheer volume of this snow has been... Uh, a little bit difficult, because uh, you attack it like it's a few inches, and then you slowly, you know, you, re, you really quickly realize <laughs> you are picking up way too much snow, and then it's too late at that point, so I, I've already injured myself doing it, uh, I'm not happy with myself, <laughs> but that is the reality, <laughs> um, what else, uh, I think that's about it guys, so let's get into the lightning round, um, trying to give you guys uh, the the info as quick as possible, and also mixing underneath. So uh, this is the last week with loops, so please enjoy and here we go. So first we will talk about inflation. Remember back on the January 5th episode, Big Bang, Curly Cues, Bicep, and Plank, uh, we talked about that there was evidence of inflation and gravitational waves from old Big Bang light, uh, and that it pointed to the history of the universe. Before we start, let's go into what is inflation, in case you're new to the show or you just don't remember. Uh, Inflation is something that they came up with as an idea so that we can actually figure out what happened uh, in the beginning of the universe. So right after the universe formed, it's thought that it underwent this extremely short period of time of rapid growth. It happened very, very quickly and way faster than how we understand the cosmos to do that. So in order to try and explain that, we came up with the idea of inflation. um, That helps describe and explain a whole bunch of conditions that in the universe today that without this understanding would be really, really hard. So why are we talking about it in the lightning round? Well, it turns out uh, that the cosmic dust that they found and uh, a lot of the controversy behind this this proof of inflation and BICEP2's research, it turns out the dust is messing up a lot of the data. And the dust is from our own Milky Way galaxy. So what's happening is uh, with the mixture of dust and gases in our own galaxy, um, they shine at the same frequencies as the readings that they're trying to take with the, uh, cosmic microwave background that Planck and, and all these people are using. So what's happening is we're trying to find the background of space, you know, uh, if, you're, if you're talking about a, a painting, you know, we're talking the, the skies and the mountains, not the, not the trees. Not the trees, not the cute little trees up front. We're talking about the background. And <laughs> what's happening is, uh, they're mixing up with the foreground, with the galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. So we're seeing this image, but it's, we have no depth. There's, there's no, we, all that we know is that, uh, the microwaves, uh, the, the cosmic, uh, gravity waves, the primordial gravity waves that would account, um, the That would show that the universe is this is their background that only accounts for no more than half of the signal so that's a lot so unfortunately the the research to show that yes inflation is true we found evidence and we found evidence of gravitational waves that show us what the early universe looked like it's not there So, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, inflation is going to take a backseat again. Now, this does not mean that inflation is wrong. This does not discredit inflation. All it does is the big, huge discovery uh, that that was supposed to have happened last year and this year about inflation. It's just not true. There's not enough scientific uh, evidence. And the fact that we're picking up both our own galaxy and the universe in the same picture is not boding well. So um, they're going to keep looking for evidence to support uh, inflation, and I think it's good because it got them to work together, Planck, BICEP2, I think Keck uh, Observatory 2, uh, the Keck Arrays, um, all of those, they're they're working together to find this, so I think that's going to work better in their future. If they're actually going to find this, I think it makes more sense that they'll do that. And they'll have to keep trying different microwave lengths because uh, a lot of the other missions, they use just one. So inflation no longer uh, the big find it was, but still scientifically important Uh, and a good a good showing of, hey, sometimes the data that you're reading is not actually what you're seeing. Next, we have the ULA launch uh, of NASA's SMAP, and to follow, we'll talk about CubeSats. So, the launch happened Saturday, January 13th, 2015 from Space Launch Complex 2 in Vandenberg Air Force Base, California. So, the ULA um, launched the Delta II rocket and they had aboard the SMAP map uh, and Educational CubeSats. So, uh, the most recent update is that on on January 31st, uh, the S-MAP successfully separated from Delta II off the coast of Africa, and engineers successfully established communication with the spacecraft. So it's looking healthy, mission's going well. Uh, For ULA, uh, um, it is the second of 13 planned launches for 2015, and the 93rd successful mission since the company was formed in 2006. Uh, United Launch uh, Alliance, actually, hold on, I want to make sure I got got that right. Is it United Launch Alliance? U-L-A. Let's look real quick. Oh, my God. Yes, United Launch Alliance, a private company uh, that services with the the Delta II, gives us uh, an opportunity to launch. So um, what is SMAP? What what is it? Uh, So SMAP... Um, is NASA's Soil Moisture Active Passive Observatory. Its mission, to produce the highest resolution and most accurate maps of soil moisture ever obtained from space. Uh, It was delayed 24 hours on the original launch date uh, due to unresolvable upper-level wind shear constraints in the launch window. So they scrubbed the 24 hours and then moved on. Now, its three-year mission is to use a a combination of radar and radiometer instruments to look into the first two inches or five centimeters of soil day and night to create the most accurate soil moisture readings. It will be doing this through cloud cover and vegetation uh, from space. So, that's how they're actually going to be looking at the first few inches of the ground through all that stuff all the time. Um, And the research should improve climate and weather forecasts and allow scientists to monitor droughts and better predict flooding That are caused by severe rainfall or snowmelt It could also help save lives property and better predict crop yields Um, It will also be able to detect if the ground is frozen or thawed Which is kind of crazy Apparently if we can detect variations in the timing of spring thaw and changes in the length of growing season, scientists can more accurately measure how much carbon that plants are removing from Earth's atmosphere each year. So it seems like a very, very bold mission. Uh, I hope it goes well, um, and just good luck to that. Because if I, I have no idea what our actual like what we can actually see, but getting new data that's definitely more uh, more precise will definitely help out. Let's uh, move into the next part of it, so CubeSats. What what are CubeSats? Well, CubeSats were originally developed as a result of a project-based learning experiment at Stanford University in 1994 to study microsatellites. The first CubeSats were launched in 1994 and 1995, and due to their success, Cal Poly and Stanford formed a relationship to educate and assist other student groups in building microsatellites today cubesats have become a popular way for universities and other entities to launch a cost-effective satellite they're actually so they're small research satellites and uh, or pico satellites sometimes called the micro and the other one but they're basically cubes that can range from 1 to 3 cubes that and if they were st- more than one cube, they would be stacked on top of each other and look kind of like a large rectangular box. Uh, one cube, it's about four inches in height, has a volume of about a quart, and they weigh in no more than 2.2 pounds, or if there's three, it would be 8.8. Um, they usually don't have fuel on them, so how do they launch? Well, they use this thing called a P-Pod, or the poly Picosat Orbital Deployer, uh, it was a great idea that they used. They, they, they came up with it was to help get cubesats into space, and get people using cubesats quickly because otherwise you'd have to figure out a way to launch them up there. But basically, what they do is they just piggyback aboard another rocket that's already doing a mission, and they load these cubesats in. And so uh, it's got these these rails and a spring system. So I think there's a single tube that's you can pack three in there, three single. Uh, cubes, or there's a double one that can do up to six, I think. Um, And they just, as soon as the the rocket gets up to a certain height, they just spring release these, these CubeSats out. And they'll last anywhere from... I mean the mission length all, all depends But usually it's like a one or two year Mission usually doesn't go any further than that Because they just use um, The momentum and the, and the orbit That they're already given And then they burn up into the atmosphere Once they're done uh, And then you don't have to worry about them Because they're so small They've got so little mass That um, by the time it burns its way Through the atmosphere it's gone So it's, it's really cool stuff I know a little bit more about it Because in college I had worked on a project before them um, we were lied to about actually being able to launch it, but that's okay. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done the project if I, if they weren't going to launch, but, um, so they got me, they got me, but it, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, it gives graduate students, undergraduates to people in college and really anybody else who has enough money to get the instruments to create a, a mission that can actually be launched. And have their own satellite, gather their own data. Um, it's 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 very very cool stuff. It it uh, just the, having the opportunity to work on one myself, it's it's very cool because you learn all the little things about like what's involved. Like for instance, it teaches you this lesson of okay, this is the space we have. <laughs> uh, we need to get power, so you need solar arrays. You need. Uh, to figure out how to place everything inside <laughs> the, the, the CubeSat so that it's positioned correctly. So it's, it's, it's a cool little, almost like a blip of just, oh, you know, we can actually get pe- get kids to learn about how to create a satellite, build it, launch it, get data. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's the closest thing you'll get to working on a spacecraft before you're 30. Or at least that's what someone told me once. Could be a lie. I don't know. We'll see. Either way, very cool. If you get an opportunity, do it. Alright, now... We're going to be talking about the new prototype for the next generation of spacesuits for our astronauts at NASA. Uh, it's called the Z1. Uh, it is the prototype right now. Um, the whole idea behind it is we want astronauts to move more comfortably during spacewalks and microgravity. And also if they're on the surface of a planet like Mars or on the asteroids, uh, they can move about and, and do things, pick, pick up rocks, uh, things like that. Um, get around a little bit easier. Uh, the suits that we have now, that are used for spacewalking, uh, they're known as uh, EMUs or Extravehicular Mobility Units. Uh, they were designed uh, to aid with the building of the International Space Station, and the previous iteration of the EMUs were used for moonwalks during the Apollo missions. So they they did what they were supposed to, but they were developed with that consider that mission in mind. So the, the whole idea is that once we're going to be going to different planets and, you know, asteroids, we need suits that are built for that. And one of the big things is, uh, maneuverability. So that's a huge part of it. Um, the, another big, huge, uh, design difference is, uh, the back entry design, um, Amy Ross, uh, one of the engineers responsible for the suit's development, um, during a NASA video interview said, uh, you know, the shuttle EMUs, the, the, the ones we use now, they split the waist. And so you put the pants on and you put the top on separately and they connect in the middle. Whereas with this suit, the subject crawls in through the back and then we just shut the door. So, you know, creating a back entry suit solves a lot of problems. Um, you know, spacewalkers when they're on the International Space Station, right outside, um, right off the bat, airlocks and depressurizing um, that takes a lot of time and it's uh, exhausting for the astronauts. Uh, with the rear entry design, the astronauts don't need to go through an airlock at all. Uh, the suit hooks up to the outside of the spacecraft. You know, they're just kind of hanging on the outside, um, and then they use the spaceport opening in the back. Climb through, and then it detaches once they're all set. Um, it and apparently there's been some shoulder injuries that can occur when they're uh, doing the EMU method method we have now. So hopefully it'll it'll actually be uh, less injury prone as a process. Um, there's also you need to bring. Um, A life support backpack with you if you're on uh, spacewalks outside uh, or just outside in that in that different life So the ones we have now um, They're very sensitive to contamination So bring them on another planet or a place where any kind of dust or anything like that might be around is is problematic and the oxygen uses the oxygen use is is not efficient it it, ha- it goes really quickly so it's not good for long space so the new backpack model uh, should be more efficient and less susceptible to contaminants but the problem is the prototype z1 and the plss 2.0 are not ready to be uh, one yet so they're still working on that um now, even though the prototype is extremely flexible, it is heavier. Uh, the suits that we have now weigh about 100 pounds. The Z1 is right now at 158, and that's without the the PLSs 2.0. Apparently, uh, now on Mars, the gravity is one third, but you know the the extra 58 pounds, regardless of it being a third of that, is still um, not that great. Not that great. We can definitely work on that. My guess is a lot of that weight is in the uh, rear entry design. Um, It looks sturdy. It looks like it's safe, but it does not look light. (laughs) So one of the good things is they're testing it right now. Uh, They're they're doing tests in the desert. They've done this with other suits as well. Uh, They're performing geology duties, collecting rocks, bending down to pick up material, Um, and it's performing comparably to the ones that we use today. So, that's really good. Um, One of the, you know, it's one of the design aspects of the missions that the astronauts are going to be facing is they want to make sure that the spacewalk is protected from background radiation, but still able to move around the planet's surface. So that's, it's not easy, but they're they're working on it right now. Um, So hopefully we'll see. There's going to be a mission later on this year That'll be the first time they're testing it. Uh, my guess will be for the radiation. So we'll see. We'll see how they work. Uh, good luck to them. i glad that we're moving forward with this, uh, getting astronauts back out into space. And hopefully by 2017, we will be officially launching our own astronauts back from U.S. soil. All right. So that was the lightning round. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, let's get back into uh, what I talked about earlier about the NASA, uh, budget request. So the request, not the actual budget, but the request for next year for 2016, uh, is, uh, 18.5 billion, which in 2015, it was 18 billion. And in 2014, it was 17.6 billion. So, um, just a quick nasa it's really long uh nasa gave kind of a quick short um shorter uh, explanation um there's uh let's see 5.3 billion for science 8.5 billion for human exploration operations 725 million for space technology Five hundred and seventy-one million for aeronautics research, eighty-nine million for education, and three point three billion for safety, security, and mission services, and construction and environmental remediation. Which, surprisingly, is the shortest explanation. Um, but we'll see. I I hope they get it. Um, I think if we if we all push as a people to show that this is what we want, I think it will it will get what it it what they deserve to get um but again we will see uh what else what else to look out for this week there's also the uh spacex released uh, an animation what the falcon heavy rocket will look like so check that out it'll be on the the post for this week um very cool to see what they're going to try and do with this uh the falcon heavy would be the most powerful rocket that we've ever made uh, as humans uh the Delta IV Heavy that launched Orion, um, it would be kind of a, one that's comparable to it. Uh, same kind of look with the three rockets. Um, of course, with SpaceX, it's all about reusability. So the two on the side will break off once it reaches the right orbit, and the, the main uh, will keep firing until it releases, and all three will land back on, a, uh, on the complex where they launched from. So that is... Just check it out. It's incredible to see that that we can actually even do this, never mind that it's going to be tested. Um, SpaceX will be testing the second landing attempt um, for uh, the Falcon 9 later this month, or yes, uh, later this month, I believe. So that that should be good. We'll be uh, updating on that. Um, Another quick thing, uh, the European Space Agency called off the search for Philae, which was the lander that landed on Comet 67P. And uh, the FAA is going to be regulating business on the moon. So we'll have more on that on the next episode once we get the assistant back in here after the storm and we get some time to sit down. We'll talk about what's actually going on with that. So I hope you guys enjoy yourself. Thank you for listening. Uh, Subscribe, go to uh, iTunes, or uh, I'm not sure, whatever you use for Android. Get on that. Uh, Really appreciate it. If there's somebody you know that is is bored of what they're listening to and wants something new, send them this way. Um, I really appreciate all the support, all the subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, You guys are what's keeping me going with this. So um, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, just keep looking up, guys. Uh, I had a chance last week uh, to actually take my telescope out uh, first clear night in a while it was fucking freezing but I had a chance and it's just insane when you actually contemplate the fact that you know what you're actually doing which is looking through a lens and then seeing something that's just so far away it's it's unbelievable and then the thought that was going through my head is what did the people like like the time of Copernicus or even or the time where they thought you know the world was flat what they what they, what that guy who, who made that discovery must've been thinking like, wow, we got this shit wrong, you know? So just, just the, it, I like looking into space because it gives me, uh, uh, it evens me out. Uh, it makes me stop thinking, overthinking, which uh, is definitely my problem. But, uh, I, I think it's a healthy thing to do, uh, to get yourselves outside of the box. Take a look up. I mean, it's always happening. You might as well take a look, right? That's about it. Um, oh, and one more thing, uh, NASA uh, finally got approval, or at least a, uh, an okay, to do a Europa mission. So that would be very interesting, because Europa, uh, as you can see in this image, is not the scale. Um, apparently has oceans underneath the layers of ice on top, so it's a very good place to look for life. So that's very interesting. Yes, some people may say this is a repeat of 2010. I've heard otherwise. So we'll have more on that in the next episode. Thank you for listening.